You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Matt and I'll be your host today. Today we're going to have a very special two-on-two match. Uh, Let's first meet our returning players, uh, Neil and Jeff. How's it going today, guys? It's going well. Uh, excited to be on a team with Jeff. I've never uh, teamed with him other than our pub trivia night, so this should be pretty fun because he knows most of the things that I don't know or care to know about, so I'm yep. excited about that. I'm, I'm right there with you. I, uh, I'm waiting for Neil to clean up on all the movie questions that I have no idea, so uh, hopefully this should go well. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch whose fault it is when you guys get one wrong. So <laughs> on the other side of the table, we have Ken and Jason. How's it going today? Hey, pretty good. I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? We are doing just fine. Uh, Jason, um, so you're our special guest today. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and Liquid Courage Entertainment? Oh, sure, sure. Um, My name is Jason. Uh, For those of you who didn't hear him say it twice, like 10 seconds ago, uh, I own a uh, mobile entertainment company in the Chicago area called Liquid Courage uh, Entertainment, where we specialize in things like uh, pub trivia and uh, karaoke in a bar environment. In fact, that's how I met all these gentlemen was through (laughs) pub trivia nights. And, and might I say, we, usually we see you under cover of darkness, but here in the broad daylight, you're just as handsome. <laughs> Thank you. I was concerned if, about how If I'd not look more. In the harsh light of day. Uh, the day star is not always kind to me. Well, we kept the dimmers out just in case. I appreciate that. <laughs> so thanks for joining us today. So as always, let me break down the rules of the game. So triviality is 20 questions in a variety of topics worth 10 points apiece and split into two rounds. At halftime, there will be a special swing round designed by me where players can take a larger lead or gain some ground for a comeback. At the end of regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they have accumulated and will have the chance to wager 0-30 to 30 of those points on five questions based on their confidence of the final round categories. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. On balance, off balance, doesn't matter. I'm better than you are, yeah. I am the cream. All right, everyone ready to get started? Let's yeah, let's do, do it. it. All right. So, yeah. All right, so the first question. This ancient scientific art was probably the college major of Rumpelstiltskin. One side looking very confident. Jeff's writing too, so thank you. <laughs> Are you guys in? Yeah, we're in. Yeah, we're yeah feel okay. free to talk so, about. What did, what did he weave? The, didn't he make the girl like weave gold or spin gold? He was spinning gold. Spin yeah. gold. Okay, is that a something like a skill that they could have studied, like spinning? You think? I mean, 
Uh, you wrote, I mean, you, you guys are in, so we can just talk it out. But you, you wrote Weaving, and I, I think I, I wrote had, Weaving because of Ken, and he kept talking about the Matrix. <laughs> I kind of thought, like, you, you go Weaving. <laughs> I'm just busting Ken's balls. <laughs> so, because he's turning things into gold, I said alchemy. Okay. Alchemy. The answer is alchemy. So, alchemy nice is the job. ancient art of changing one element into another. So, that's he was, he was spinning yarn into gold. Um, actually, a lot of what alchemy was about was trying to figure out a way to turn different chemicals into gold. Um, and that eventually led to modern chemistry. So. If they only had spray paint when they had lead. It would have been so much easier. <laughs> All right. Moving on to question two. There are two American Idol contestants with more than 10 million records sold. Name them. We're in. Are you guys in? Okay. Yeah, we're in. So they're in. So, so I'm really confident on the first one that I told you. The second one, I'm a little less confident So he said Carrie Underwood and mm-hmm. Kelly Clarkson. I agree on Carrie Underwood 100%. I'm, There's also um, Clay Aiken was pretty successful. But the one I'm also thinking about is the guy who... Um, his first name is Adam. I can't remember his second name. Adam Lambert. A- Adam Lambert, yeah. He might be, too. Yeah, he wasn't as successful as Kelly Clarkson. you got to factor in the longevity. The other name I would have thrown out is Philip Phillips, but again, definitely carry on. Oh, wait, what about that, that um, what about uh, that, uh, the more rock guy? Oh, Daughtry. 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 That, oh, uh, that's it. It's got to be Daughtry. I, I still feel it's Kelly. She... Daughtry was was crossover rock, and where Kelly was definitely like adult pop. Mm-hmm. Okay, well we'll go with you. Okay. Okay, so you're locked in. You guys locked in. We are. All right, uh, Neil and Jeff, why don't you start us off? Uh, so we uh, pretty quickly um, locked in with what we thought was the right answer, and we went with Kelly Clarkson and Carrie Underwood. Okay. And then of course we went with uh, Carrie Underwood and Kelly Clarkson as well. Right. Well, they are both correct. That is, those are the two. Nice. Thanks uh, for talking me out of that, Jason. Yeah, I think Daughtry yeah. actually is three. Um, the the one album he had was very very successful. Mm-hmm. Um, none of the other contestants kind of really did much of anything. Now you said winners, right? I did not say winners. I just okay. said contestants. No, he just said no, contestants. That's, that's why I asked for the uh, yeah. confirmation. Right. Because right. taken Daughtry and um, Clay Aiken. Clay Aiken out. Because mm-hmm. Ruben stuttered, stuttered one, yeah, one that weird. Uh, we also wrote down uh, just in discussion: uh, Fantasia Barino, Bo Rice, uh, Bo Bice, yeah. Bo Bice, sorry, um, Philip Phillips. Yeah. There's a whole bunch, yep. uh, but I thought most of the end ones are way too new, um, and not nowhere near as prolific. So. Yeah, they don't sell that many. I mean, in general, people don't sell as many records as they did in 1998 and 2000. Yeah, I will so. say I'm surprised that there's only the two that have mm-hmm. reached 10 million. Mm-hmm. All right, question three. What NBA team relocated to Oklahoma City in 2009 after their caffeine mogul owner decided to sell the team to Oklahoma City businessman Clay Bennett? Yeah, that's... Uh, are you guys good? No, no. Um, okay. I mean, that's... Uh, talking to Jeff, that's what they're called now. I, I think they were a team before that, though. All right, we're good. Okay. I'm, I mean, maybe that's what he's asking, then. I mean, it is the they are the Thunder. I mean, do you have any other guesses? I mean, do you know what they were before that? Um... Did you say caffeinated owner? Caf- caffeine mogul owner. Caffeine mogul owner. So Yeah, and I thought this was an easy question, so I'm really glad that there's a lot of conversation oh, around it. <laughs> well, I don't know. What do you, what do you want to do? Because I know the team now is a Thunder, but I, I'm right. thinking he's going for the original team. That's fine. You want to go Seattle Supersonics? I'm fine with that. Okay. All right, so you guys going Supersonics? Yeah. Would uh, you? We also said Seattle Supersonics. Seattle Supersonics is the correct answer. So Howard Schultz did own the team in 2009, uh, and he sold to 
Uh, businessman Clay Bennett, who is from Oklahoma City, who promised to not move the team, and the first chance he got, he moved the team to Oklahoma City. So I have a question about that. Um, if I remember, that was 2009, you said? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was working at Starbucks at that time. Um, didn't people get like really pissed? Yes, people yeah. were very. Uh, a lot of people in Seattle uh, still blame Howard Schultz for them losing the team to right. this day. Okay. All right, heading into question four. The score is thirty to thirty. We got a perfect game going so far. I just thought I'd call that out. So, you know, good luck for the rest of you maybe guys. First time ever <laughs> being a little merciful on us. Yeah. Can well, you... maybe maybe having two people kind of helps too. Yeah, so. true. Um, According to the theme song, Leonardo leads, Michelangelo is a party dude, but what does Ninja Turtle Donatello do? You said Leonardo leads. Mm-hmm. What's the other one? Michelangelo is a party dude. Okay, and there's no mention of Raphael, right? Not in the question. Okay, just making sure. Do You guys can feel free to talk. We, uh, we know the answer. Okay, so I know the way the song goes, and I don't know if you remember this at all, and it's not probably not going to help us, but... Oh, man, I don't know. I, I can hear the song, I just I can't. This was right right up my alley. <laughs> so Michelangelo's a party dude. Leonardo leads. Raphael, I don't know. Donatello. I mean he was the he was the the uh Purple. smart one, yeah. Yeah. It's my favorite Ninja Turtle growing up. Mm-hmm. Is it? Same. It's interesting. I was a Michelangelo guy. Because we're nerds. <laughs> um I Don- wrote Titian into my fan fiction for Ninja Turtles. So. <laughs> The cool kids like Raphael, but yeah. me and Matt, we were like, yeah. well, orange is my favorite color. That's why I like Michelangelo. So you have the alliteration, Leonardo leads. Is there Donatello? Is there any alliteration there? And that, the, nothing's coming to me from that song. I uh, mean, that when I, that show was on air, I was quite young still. I barely remember it. All right. Uh, what do you want to put down? We've got to put something down, I guess, even though it's going to be wrong. Dealers. What's a good D word? Donatello what? I can't even think of We're it. We're going to go Donatello dick in the box. <laughs> All right. And what'd you guys go with? Machines. All right. So, um, Raphael is cool but rude. Mike is a party dude. Leonardo leads, and Donatello does machines. So, Neil and Jeff will not go perfect in this game. All right. It's time for question five, which we like to call our listener submitted question. If you have a good question that you'd like to send us to incorporate into the game, Make sure to send us an email to trivialitypodcast at gmail.com. In the subject line, put question five. We'll choose one question for each half. Uh, Next question. Set in the crime-riddled dystopian version of this city, Omni Consumer Products plans to fix the crime problem using robot crime fighters. Looks like Jason knows uh, what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. I'm 100% certain. Good. Can Can we hear that again? Yeah. Um, set in the crime-riddled dystopian version of this city, Omni Consumer Products plans to fix the crime problem using robot crime fighters. Say no more, Jason. Is it, I, is it literally RoboCop? Very little. Oh, Omni? Oh, yeah. so it's Detroit. What's up? RoboCop's in Detroit. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, go Detroit. You guys go in Detroit? Yeah, Can I, I, hear the... I think you said robot. Yeah, yeah. So, if hey. it's... Yeah, so so, Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. Okay, and you yeah, guys? We also want Detroit. And the answer is Detroit uh, from the movie RoboCop. So, moving on. Uh, question six. What is the term used for when a planet appears to be moving backwards in its orbit? I'm not even going to talk. I'll just let Jeff write that answer. <laughs> yep, that's what I was writing Yeah, we're to. good. Yeah, we are okay. good as well. You guys first? You said uh, retrograde. Okay. Retrograde. The answer is retrograde. Um, so, retrograde isn't something that actually happens it appears to be moving it's it has to do with the speed at which you orbit around the planet and once you reach a certain point it actually looks like the other planet's moving backwards even though 
you consistently orbit in the same direction. Yeah, Venus. Yeah, that's that's one of the more famous ones, and it's used in astronomy for nonsense purposes quite a bit. So. I completely blacked out during that question. <laughs> <laughs> I just know my wife is always a problem when Mercury's in retrograde. <laughs> uh, tell me about it, right? All right. Number seven. This sandwich named for a rock legend consists of peanut butter, banana, and bacon. We're in. We're good. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jeff. Oh, I mean, and Neil had it, so I'm going to let him take it. Elvis. Okay. Yeah, we also said Elvis. And that is the Elvis Presley, which sounds delicious. But I, do, I do peanut butter and uh, banana sometimes. Mm-hmm. Just don't eat it on the toilet. I was just going to say, does it have the requirement that you follow it up by dying on the toilet? I mean, if you... I would, I would think it has to. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really like a, it's an event. You have to eat it, go on the toilet, and then die. Yeah. <laughs> it's a spiritual experience. Yeah, right. I mean, with peanut butter, banana, and bacon, you're going to end up on the toilet at some point. Anyway, so. <laughs> Now, now I'm inspired to make a sandwich called the Elvis Costello, which oh. won't have the peanut butter, but it also won't be on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Question eight. This elemental nickname player is the only one to have played in the World Series and Super Bowl. Did you say elemental nickname? I did. Go ahead. Whatever sports is in my thing. You're, You're in, in, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. So he. So I just wrote down Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson because I knew they yeah. played both. Do you know his nickname? Uh, Deion Sanders? Yeah. He's the, um, he's, um, Showtime, or, um, he has a couple nicknames, um, uh, everybody, Bo knows, uh, shoot. <laughs> What's, uh, what are some elemental nicknames? Uh, you don't have to go through them all, but. No, I'm just trying to think of what it would be. Neil talking these out is my new favorite. <laughs> <laughs> talking um, what? Talking it out. You need to have a teammate on every single game from now on. <laughs> do you remember, do you remember who Deion Sanders played for? Yeah, Dallas, Dallas Cowboys, and then he played for, uh, Cincinnati Reds. I don't think they're in the Super Bowl. Or, no, uh, or he, World Series. Um, or is it someone on the Yankees? I mean, Bo Jackson was Raiders. And... It, it wasn't Bo Jackson. Okay, I so Deion sure. Sanders is the only one I can think of who it's played not, in it's both. It's not Bo Radon Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bo Neodymium Jackson. <laughs> Bo Neodymium. Tom Potassium Brady. Um, what, uh, I know it's not Bo Jackson. I know it's someone more recent. It was done. Dion, uh, or Neon Dion. Okay. If that's. I know I've heard who it is. I'm trying to place it. Uh, Deion Sanders feels right, but I just I can't. Remember with any certitude. The only reason I just know Deion Sanders played in both, and I watched the game that he played when he was with the Cowboys, <laughs> but I don't know about the one game series. he played. Yeah. Just the let's one just game? go. I think I've, I've heard Neon Dion because he was like in the he was a big deal. I don't know. Just go. Let's, That's fine. Just want to go with that. Yeah, your guess is as good as mine. Okay. All right. So what are you guys going with? Deion Sanders. All right. We also went with Deion Sanders. And the answer is Neon Deion Sanders. That is a nickname. You were correct. Right. He did play for the Even Reds. Neil just made it up. Yeah, it's <laughs> still correct. Yeah, someone should have came up with that earlier. It's a uh, so he played on the '92 Braves, and he was also on the '94 49ers. And then the next year, he actually played for the Cowboys in '95. Did he return a touchdown in that game? In the Cowboys game, yeah. Cowboys game, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. For the record, it wasn't Showtime as his other nickname. It's it was Prime Time. Ah, Prime Time. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. All right, question nine. What type of angle has less than 90 degrees? We're in. I'm out. My hands are We're good. <laughs> All right. Uh, we wrote professional wrestler Kurt Angle. Oh, okay. okay, we wrote a cute. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I misspelled it the first time I wrote it, but I also wrote a cute. Yes, it is a cute. Obtuse is more than 90, and 90 being a right angle. Let's chunk and, some milk like Kurt Angle. Yeah, Neil, Neil wanted no part of that question. <laughs> no, I, I put my hands up like that Neil deGrasse Tyson meme. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, so question 10. On December 26, 1991, this country became the largest in the world by area. Jeff's writing some stuff down. Oh, oh okay. We you guys are in? Are yeah, we're in. Good. 
Is that because of the ninety one fall of Soviet Union? Right. I, I don't. I. That's you know one of these other categories. I are you? Do you need the full name? <laughs> I need the name that is listed on my answer sheet. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with going with that. I, if you're confident, I came to you right away. So I mean, it, so ninety one. It's the only thing I can think of time wise. Also, it's the largest country by area, anyways. Um, Canada would have already been pretty sad. I'm trying to think of other things that might have had large territorial acquisitions. Nothing comes to mind in that time frame. They do have a tape uh, of me, and I have to go say with this answer legally. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm fine with it. I have to say it. So, all right. I think uh, I think if Neil has to say it, he can say it. Mm. Uh, we went with Russia. Okay. Same over here. The answer is Russia. Uh, that was the date that the USR, USSR was officially dissolved, and Russia took its place. Um, so after round one, uh, we have a pretty high-scoring game. It is 90 for Neil and Jeff and 100 for Ken and Jason. So, right. so some high scores today. All right, it's time for our mid-round game, a game that I created. It's called Thank God It's Friday Night Lights. So the theme is going to be I will describe the plot of a show that matches up a popular TGIF show and a TV show or movie. So, for example... John Ritter is shocked to find his little girl bringing home a bounty hunter to dinner. Quentin Tarantino guest directs. Eight simple rules. Uh, oh, sorry. Hateful eight simple rules to date my daughter? Yes. That, <laughs> would, be, okay. that would be the correct answer. Okay. All right. So we're going to write them all down, and then we'll go through the answers afterwards. Okay. So number one. On a school trip to Washington, D.C., DJ and Kimmy accidentally grabbed the luggage of Congressman Frank Underwood. All right. Number two. Balky gets lost in the upside-down world and confuses it with Meepos. We're standing tall over here. <laughs> Channing Tatum guest stars as JT and Cody have to prepare for a dance competition after agreeing to help the Lambert girls at Frank's request. Archie Bunker is incredulous at being asked by his annoying neighbor if he has got any cheese. Corey and Topanga have to flee Philadelphia after learning that the worldwide virus has reached American shores. All right. Uh, after dying from eating a six-month-old hamburger, Marty has to juggle helping his best friend navigate high school and influencing American League baseball games. That's the last one, right? Yep, that's the last one. And they are worth five points apiece. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Calling it quits on it? Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll just go up to five. That's fine. Okay. All right, so the answers are locked in. So what would you guys both put for one? We'll start with Neil and Jeff. Full house of cards. Okay. Same here. Full house of cards is correct. All right, number two, starting with Ken. Uh, We went with perfect stranger things. Perfect Stranger Things. That is correct. All right. Uh, three, starting with Neil. Step by step up. Step by step up. That is correct. All right, Jason, what did you get for four? 
Uh, number four, we went with uh, All in the Family Matters. Mm-hmm. Same, All in the Family Matters. That is correct. And Jeff, what about five? Boy Meets World War Z. Okay. Same here. Yeah. That is correct. And you guys did not have an answer for number no. six, so looks like we'll have at least one miss from Neil and Jeff. And what did you guys have? Teen Angels in the Outfield. That is correct. Oh. The show, <laughs> yeah. the, the much maligned Teen Angel, which is it a was, show. It oh. was the hamburger. I was like, that's so stupid. I remember that. And I was like, oh, it's Teen Angel. Yeah, that's right. Teen Angel, and then I followed up with the Outfield. Yeah. If I had Teen Angel, I would have gotten Angels in the Outfield. But. Yeah, I didn't even think about... Teen Angel. I always, I, I, I never, I never, show. yeah, remember that one being in TJF. I always block that one out because it's not one of the better ones. All right. So after the swing round, our scores are Ken and Jason with a perfect 130, and Neil and Jeff with a slightly less perfect 115. Uh, so let's go into the second round and see how things turn out. All right. The order of secession, should something happen to the President of the United States, goes one Vice President, etc. Who is fourth in this line of secession? And that's with the vice president being one. Um, just to talk it out, what's president pro tempore? The leader of the Senate. Oh, okay. Well, then after that, would it be the leader of the House? Speaker of the House, is, of the, the House? is the leader of the House. Or is it Speaker of the House? Bef- so uh, I'm pretty sure it goes president, vice president, speaker of the House, president pro tempore. We need the fourth one, though, right? That is the fourth one. Oh, fourth after? Yeah, he said vice president's one. We need four. So the order of secession with vice president being one. No kidding. All right. Uh, so you guys locked in? Yeah. 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 What are you guys going with? Secretary of State. Okay. Uh, we also went with Secretary of State. All right, so number two is Speaker of the House of Representatives. Uh, three is President Pro Tempore of the Senate. And four is Secretary of State. So Secretary of State is fourth. Um, the reason the Speaker of the House and the President Pro Tempore are above that is because they're not appointed by the President. Um, they want to make sure that the President isn't able to pick his successor, and that's why the Secretary of State ends up being fourth in line uh, behind the Speaker of the House and President, President Pro Tempore. And then after that, it goes basically through the entire cabinet. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yeah, all yep. the way down to, I think, Secretary, Secretary of... Kiefer Sutherland. So it'll be... <laughs> so no, it'll be all the way down to the most recent position. Well, he's he's not... He's in, like, education or whatever, but he, I don't think education is the last. I think it's the most recent cabinet position, which might be education. But, I mean, it's after... Do you have the full list of succession? List, okay, no. I was just curious because I think after Secretary of State, it's either Attorney General or Secretary of Defense. I believe Attorney General is fifth. Yeah. He was a boy. She was a girl. Could I make it any more obvious that this song was a top 10 hit for Avril Lavigne in 2002? Yes, spelling counts. So stupid. <laughs> My favorite part is the first line. She was a boy. Or, uh, you know, She was a girl. He was a boy. Can I make it any more obvious? But really, she hasn't said anything. <laughs> she yet. has not said anything, no. And it was, what more can I say? It was pretty uh, much... Quite a lot. Quite a lot, actually. Although using the, the gender-specific pronouns mm-hmm. does imply you can't make it any more obvious. Right, right. Okay. I don't... I mean, the spelling is what's... I think this seems more right. That's fine. I, I mean, I, I know this is right. I just don't think Alvaro Levine would go, boy, like that <laughs> yeah, but, spelling. Yeah, let's just go uh, with... Uh, this spelling, I'm good. Yeah. and then the regular version if, of if that. If Avril Levine and, and Chad Kroger can't make right. it in this world, who can? <laughs> Are you guys locked in with something? Yeah, yeah, we're good. All right. Uh, Ken and Jason, you're in first. What do you say? Okay, so that's Skater Boy. Mm-hmm. So S-K-8-T-E-R-B-O-I. Uh, okay. No, not, oh, hold on. That that's not, not what we, we had. officially have down. No T. No, no T. T. Okay. So S-K-8-E-R-B-O-I. Okay. Thank you. 
What All right. Is so I think officially we went S-K-H-T-E-R-B-O-Y. Okay. So it is S-K-H-E-R-B-O-I. <sighs> See, I don't know. I knew about the I. Thanks for the save there, Jason. <laughs> <sighs> My karaoke background is paying off in space <laughs> today. <laughs> So, in 2009, this film became the second animated film ever nominated for Best Picture. I'm just trying to think of a non-CG um, animated... You guys are locked in, right? Yeah. I'm okay. just trying to think of a non-CG So, I was, thinking, I was thinking earlier, because like Cars was 2006. I think Ratatouille was like 07. Right, yeah. I mean, if we're, def- if we're definitely thinking it's a Pixar, so I'm pretty sure it's... Uh, Wally was 08. I want to say it's up in 09. Um, yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think right now, going back to the Oscars in 09. Um... I just don't think there was a cell animated feature then, unless it was a foreign film. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with going with Up, I guess. Um, yeah, Up's fine. Against, I, I wish I was a little more sure about it, but yeah, I, I'm I'm in the same position. I think we're gonna go Up. Okay, you guys are going with Up. Yeah. Also Up. All right, the correct answer is Up. Uh, Beauty and the Beast was first in 1991, and Toy Story 3 was third in 2010, so the year after up. Hayao Miyazaki just getting burned all the way way through. I'm just surprised it wasn't the Land Before Time 7. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so question four. What early 2000s sport had teams such as the Slashers, Diablos, and Bouncers? Yeah, we're good with that. Okay. You guys locked in? Yeah. We're locked in. Jeff's just writing it down. All right. Uh, I will say this is the the most uncertain I have been on question <laughs> so far. So this that's is un- annoying, Matt. That's unsettling. This might this is correct. Here, but we'll see. <laughs> oh wait a minute. Uh, you guys are locked in though, right? Do you have another thought? I do. Yeah, they're in, right? Yeah. I think we should go with that. But right now, in the back of my head, um, the um, the league where they they play basketball, but they bounce on trampolines. Oh, remember what that's called? Uh, I was watching a hype video of that, and I, for some reason, <laughs> remember seeing the Diablos. I think by definition, they're all hype videos. <laughs> I can't believe I'm forgetting the name of this right now. Uh, I just watched yeah, it work. Spike did it, right? It was like a trampoline basketball league? Yeah. It was um, air, not airball or bounce. Um, I don't remember. Shoot. If that's what the answer is, I'm going to be so I angry. doubt it, but I think I think the other one. I, I think we're okay with that, but I yeah. seriously, when, it, when I just read Diablos again, I was like, wait a minute. I watched that video, and this guy was hmm. like... I'm going to go pro, and it was depressing because he's never going to go pro <laughs> after that going, going pro in trampoline basketball. Um, all right, I'm going to be angry if it is, but that was that was my, my second gut answer, but let's just go with that. Right, we're wh- good, we're good. What did you guys lock in with? XFL. Okay. Yeah, we went with uh, XFL also. All right, so the league was the trampoline basketball league. Oh! Slam ball. Slam ball. Wasn't the Diablos also the name of the team that Brendan Fraser played for and bedazzled? That is that is also true. Oh, that is an oddly specific fact. <laughs> we always gave up, gave one hundred ten percent. Seen and bedazzled just kills me though. Elizabeth Hurley. Uh, that, that's like a great bad movie. Slam ball. I am so angry. The only other thought I had on this was possibly the lingerie football league. Ugh. I couldn't think yeah. of anything. So that outside. was that was our first that was our uh, first miss. We could have gained so they, that one. I'm sorry. They are so mortal. Come in okay. here and give 110. percent You want to do good and you try to do good and I think we did pretty good. Yeah, give 110. percent That's a. This is why I can't be relied on for sports questions <laughs> all the time. I was never gonna come up with slam ball. Slam Ball uh, also featured heavily in One Tree Hill, if anyone's a One Tree Hill oh, fan. Oh, God, Matt. I know. You know, who, you know who would have gotten that question is your girlfriend, for sure. Yeah. She, she loves Slam Ball. I she added it in the background one day, and I said, did I hear correctly that he has a full spine transplant? <laughs> she goes, yes. I have a player on one of my trivia teams every week that 
every week yells at me for not having a One Tree Hill question. So a couple months ago, I wrote a One Tree Hill question specifically for her. She was at home with the flu. Uh, I was, it would have been better if she got it wrong. But. <laughs> yeah. All right. Question five. Because of a nursery rhyme taught to children here, the United States is the one exception in the world when it comes to this. Mother Goose. That was the first one that came to mind. Neil is now going to go through every single nursery rhyme he knows. I'm just really angry about Slam Ball because I, I, I didn't know the name. <laughs> I will I, say this. If this is not the answer he has in mind, this is the hill on which I will die. <laughs> That's fair. I'm ready to fight, so. <laughs> uh, I can't think of any nursery rhymes. No, my, my mind is a, I'm a real tabula Napoleon, rasa so. at the moment. <laughs> ah, tabula rasa, one of my favorite uh, phrases. Blank slate. Enlightenment period. Very nice. Um... I'm pretty sure it's Ring Around the Rosie. There, there's something to Ring Around the Rosie, but I can't put my finger on it. All right, well, you, you, you go for it then. I'm, I'm going to tap out. Whatever you think, I, I trust. I'm still upset. So. <laughs> the, the United States is the only one? The, the United States is the one exception in the world when it comes to this. Oh, um, I think we're the only ones who all fall down. Mm-hmm. That's oh, what I'm going to go with. That, now you say that. Yeah. They all, fall, they all fall around or they all fall something, like they all yeah, fall yeah, out or that. something. Yeah, yeah, I'm Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. So what are you saying? So I'm saying that we're the only ones that all fall down. Okay. And then what did you guys have? We have, uh, and this is credited to Jason Soley, the difference between Z and Z. So the answer is pronouncing the letter Z as Z and not Z. Um, Good job, Jason. The alphabet Esoteric knowledge for the win. So the alphabet song was copyrighted in 1835, rhyming Z with me. Um, and since that's how we teach our kids the alphabet, it became a thing where they pronounce it Z pretty much everywhere else in the world. All right. Uh, so question six. Uh, this artist made his long-awaited controversial return to the stage at Coachella 2012. We're in, so you can feel free. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's okay. a, yeah, that's okay. okay. I'll go with that. All right, uh, Ken and Jason? We're going to go with Hologram Tupac. Okay. Tupac. All eyes on me. Yep, all eyes on Tupac. It was Tupac Shakur. All eyes on Hologram Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a hologram, a hologram brought on stage during Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg's headlining set. If everyone remembers the memes that came out afterwards, they were pretty amazing. I tried to see Snoop Dogg's uh, headlining set at uh, <laughs> Riot, Riot Fest? Fest, but he didn't show. He did not <laughs> so show. I walked over to Tenacious D, and I enjoyed that instead. Yeah. I saw Snoop Dogg open for 311. It was one of the best concerts yeah. I've ever been to. <laughs> everyone on the stage, he called his cousin. It was great. Yeah, yeah. missing Snoop Dogg still not as bad as going to Ja Rule's Island Paradise. So <laughs> you, guys, you guys turned out okay. DMX was supposed to play here. He uh, did in not our show area up locally yeah. about two weeks ago. Uh, and the news reports just came out either yesterday or today that he's checked himself into a rehab facility. Yeah. Huh. What? Sorry. <laughs> so I apologize to the citizens of Lyle, Illinois, who missed out on his performance. Huge fan base in Lyle, Illinois. <laughs> was going to give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. X did not give it to anyone that night, unfortunately. Stop. So. Drop. <laughs> someone, X was not given to anyone, but someone took X, I'm sure. I was uh, say it's been given to him. Yeah. yeah. And now he's in rehab. Next question. In 1803, the Maid of Orleans was declared a national symbol by Napoleon Bonaparte for her role during the Hundred Year War. Is that a question? <laughs> <laughs> Who is the Maid of Orleans? There it is. There's a question there. <laughs> she was made of what? All right. Let me read this in question form. <laughs> Instead of statement form. Oh, you can have a statement with a follow-up question. It's fine. So, in 1803, this Maid of Orleans was declared a national symbol by Napoleon Bonaparte for her role during the Hundred Years' War. Is it a female, you think, or is it a ship? I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, 
18, this maid, is there a famous maid that you can think of? Like French maid because it's New Orleans or... Nice. <laughs> I believe it's pronounced Nice. Nice. <laughs> Maybe beignet. And we celebrate her by eating nice donut-like concoctions. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want to put down, I'm fine with. Uh, Joan of Arc is too late, right? Uh, was it 1803? I mean, it wouldn't have been like Marie Antoinette, obviously, because no. they were. that's all about tackling the... I mean, yeah, I don't think Joan of Arc would have helped them during the Hundred Years' War. Maybe, no. maybe. I don't know. This made, though, so... I have no idea. I don't either. That makes sense to me, though. I'm just going with it. All I'm thinking of is Yvette from Clue, the maid, so yeah. I can't be of any help here. That's probably right. You should... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think we're going to go with uh, Joan of Arc. Okay, and what'd you guys go with? Joan of Arc. The answer is Joan of wow. Arc, and I don't guys. know... I have wow. <laughs> no idea how you pulled that out the last second. I told you that I'm not going to go into it again, but... Yeah. I think they landed on name a French chick. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what it was. Yeah. yeah, one who I was thinking was a maiden. Yeah. And that was basically where I stopped, and it was the only one I could come yeah. up with. It, I mean, it was earlier, but it was in 1803 is when it was declared a national symbol by Napoleon right. Bonaparte, so that's why it seemed mm. like that was later. Um, so question number seven, or eight even. We yep. were on fire for that question. <laughs> question eight. Put us out. No, nope. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading question eight. We're moving on. Leave it to Canada to choose this animal to be its national animal. You had a lot at stake in that question? <laughs> Oh, you are on fire with these. <laughs> Matt's trying to read questions. We're hearing a lot of voices yeah, sure. here, okay? Let's just... All right. Down. Canada's S- national animal. What do you got? Uh, not to say it's definitely this one, but it's definitely this one. Okay. Hmm. Are you guys locked in? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, um, so what you're saying is we're not going with Justin Trudeau's chin line. <laughs> That's a strong guess. Strong guess. <laughs> A, that's a that's a rather tamed beast. That's mm-hmm. fine. Just go with that one. I mean, I I mean, so it's it's actually on some of their currency. Like, well, the, yeah, you're the, the banker. The nickel would have the that animal on there. Um, I also think it's a bit obtuse, and you know, Canada. So other Canadian symbols I'm thinking of mostly mine, of course, goes to coinage. Um, they have <clears throat> depictions of like falcons and and wolves and, mm-hmm. and moose, um, but I'm thinking it's the beaver. So I think we're gonna go beaver. That's fine. Okay. You guys going beaver? Yeah. Uh, we are also going beaver. All right, the answer is beaver, and there was a clue in the question when I said leave it to Canada, so leave oh. it to beaver, which you guys were talking over, so you probably didn't hear that yeah. part. No, nope. making Joan of Arc jokes, Sorry. <laughs> which is yeah. much more important. I agree. And Jeff, I, f- I can't believe you forgot to mention the noble loon on Canadian mm-hmm. currency. Well, on like the the loony and the tuning. Yeah. yeah. Do those still exist? Are they still around? They do, oh, very yeah. much so. Yeah, the only Canadian currency that's been um, removed from circulation in the last six years is the penny. Yeah. Which I wrote a phenomenal question about. And last, uh, I'm very session. I'm very pro the United States doing the same thing. So I want to say I heard on a video recently that they're also either getting rid of or have gotten rid of their uh, five-cent piece. Um, I mm. wouldn't be surprised. Um, New Zealand has gotten rid of their five-cent piece. Maybe it was them. Um, I want to say the some of the Scandinavian countries have gotten rid of their one and five-cent pieces and moved to a ten-cent piece. Australia no longer has a penny as well, uh, but I believe they still have a five-cent piece. Um but the last time the U.S. got rid of a piece of currency, uh, the half cent was worth about seven current cents purchasing mm-hmm. power parity. So uh, yeah. we should get rid of at least the, the penny and the nickel. you got to love that copper lobby. It's the zinc lobby. Is it the, oh, you're it, right. It's the it zinc, lobby. zinc lobby. It's, yeah. uh, it's uh, Johnson Matthew Metals. Thank you. Is the only company that produces zinc, and they produce all of the zinc for U.S. pennies. The more you know. Yeah, and a random politics. shout out to John Green for the video upon which we are 
gathering all this information. Actually, if you want to, if you want to throw another one in there, um, CGP Grey does Huzzah, Death to Pennies. Ah, that's right. Which I is saw a, that one as well. Yeah, which is another great one. John Green also went on like a C-SPAN or MSNBC show and like did like a five-minute thing on why he thinks pennies need to go away, which is pretty great. He did a Google Live hangout with <laughs> Barack Obama, and that is the first thing he mentioned. Question nine. What did any of this have to do with Canada? I don't know. Oh, we were talking about the beaver being on currency. Uh, those beavers and dams and zinc and et cetera. Those damn beavers. <laughs> Question nine. Uh, this 1994 movie is the lowest grossing SNL movie of all time and is one of the lowest grossing movies of all time, making only $60,000. So 1994? Correct. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Jason's saving my I'm not going to lie. <laughs> My knowledge based on terrible SNL films is right up there with my knowledge there's base maybe, of not terrible SNL films. There's maybe two of these that I knew that he didn't, but there's been like four or five of these that he knew. Okay, that so I it's didn't. not... So I was on the wrong track with it. It wasn't... Uh, no, because 97 was when Night the Roxbury around that time came out because I, I dressed up as um, Chris Kattan for that, and the guy asked to dress up with me, said he would. I made his costume, and then he bailed and didn't dress up on it with me. <laughs> So it ruined my Halloween. I went to the dance alone dressed as Chris Kattan. Uh, but I did do the head shake. Yikes. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of the cast. So uh, it's the best cast, I think, of SNL of all time. So you had like Dana Carvey. Um, you had Phil Hartman, Mike Myers, Adam Sandler, Chris Rock. Um, Chris Rock was only on for like two years, and it would have been earlier. It would have been late 80s. Yeah. I'm trying to think. If it, I don't think it was a Dana Carvey movie. Um, no, Masters of Disguise was later, and it was also aberrant. Yeah. Turtle. And abhorrent. Turtle. Um, uh, Dana Carvey, Phil Hartman. Phil um, Hartman do a movie? I'm trying to think of 94. It's really killing me right now because I just did a podcast on movies of 1994 and I do not remember this one being on there. Probably because it didn't make a lot of money. Yeah, you're right. And that was also probably Some say terrible. it was one of the lowest grossing movies. You said that. Some say. A few minutes <laughs> ago. Say, That's where I heard that. That's right. We're going to go uh, going overboard. Okay. All right. I am really between two on this. Uh, I talked myself out of saying Stuart saves the world and we instead mm. are going with It's Pat. So the answer is It's Pat the movie. I cannot even think about It's Pat. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot that was a movie. Yeah, yeah that's because it would never be made today. Yeah, I originally in that question had a clue that said um, there's nothing ambiguous about that at the end, which oh. I thought would have been too... And I've been giving... You know, you guys have been doing pretty well, so I was going to take away the some of the ambiguously gay duo? Yeah. No. The movie. Steve Carell. and Gary, right? Yeah. Steve Carell and... You know the other one? Yeah. So, uh, Colbert. But yeah, It's Pat only lasted in the theaters for three weeks before it was pulled. I see your ladies' man and raise you, Stuart Saves oh, the no, World. Well, well, Superstar is worse than ladies' man. By comparison... That's the other one I wrote yeah. down. By comparison, ladies' man is my, like a great film. <laughs> like, Can I get a fact check on the fact that Stuart Saves the World is an actual movie and yeah. I didn't just make it up? Yeah. Oh, okay, going overboard was 1989. Got it. And I don't think that would have qualified as a what? SNL film. Yeah, yeah it would have been before... Uh, yeah, I feel bad about that. Sorry. No, that's right. Um, it's Pat. I saw that movie on VHS. There's a Stuart Saves His Family. That's what it was. Stuart Saves His Family. And it's a 95 family. comedy directed by Harold Ramis. Wow. So. Rest in peace. Also directed by Harold Ramis, Bedazzled, <laughs> starring Brendan Fraser. It made uh, 912000 and It's Pat only made 60000 So. Wow. <laughs> Stuart Smalley, 15 times more profitable than Pat. 
So the final question of this round. Uh, first released in 1988, John Madden football has been around longer than a lot of players currently depicted in the game. Who is the cover of the first edition? So I'm just deferring to Jason on this one. Not my back. Baby. I feel like I need to defer to Neil because my interest in football came much later than that year. That's another one where I have to disclose that I'm reasonably certain I have written this question. <laughs> I want to say this is uh, one of almost like one of Jason's patented douchey trick questions. I had, that a, we had. I had a feeling about that. And I think John is, Madden. I think it's yeah. John Madden. But I, that's the only thing. That's, that's my gut. Because uh, he was on most of the original games that I used to play himself, and he'd be like pointing at you very angrily. Um, I, I, let's just go with John Madden. I, I, I can't give anything else. I'm good with that. We'll go John Madden. Okay. Yeah, it is most definitely John Madden. Yeah, the answer yeah. is John Madden. Ah. Is that one of your douchey trick questions? That was it <laughs> is one of my douchey <laughs> trick questions. I wasn't. I didn't know that Jason would be playing this game when I was writing the douchey trick questions. All right. So after 20 questions, we have reached the end of regulation. Uh, here are the scores before we go into the final round. Uh, Jeff and Neil have a whopping 175, which is usually you know enough to be in first, but... Jason and Ken going into the final round have 220 points. They missed one question. Yeah. Almost a perfect slam game. Slam ball. Slam <laughs> will haunt my <laughs> You know there'll be a slam ball question at some point in the oh, next few weeks. It. My next game is going to be only slam ball questions. <laughs> so I will announce the final five categories, and each player can wager between 0 and 30 points on each question using only the points that they have earned during regulation. So here are the categories, and you guys are going to love these. Uh, category one, politics and sports. Category two, movies and sports. Category three, video games and sports. Category four, pro wrestling and sports. And category five is history and sports. Very interesting. All right, so the final wagers are locked in. I'll reveal those as we give our answers. So I'm going to read the five questions, and then you guys will write down your answers. And once we're all locked in for all five, we'll read them out and give the scores. All right, so question for politics and sports. This former New York Knicks served as a senator in New Jersey and once unsuccessfully ran for president in the year 2000. Movies and sports. This former Los Angeles Lakers studied under Bruce Lee and had a part in the 1978 film, The Game of Death. You got it. All right. Confident on it? No, so I'm glad you are. Video games and sports. This 1990s fighting game begins with an American basketball player on his way to a charity game in Tokyo and is sent to another dimension, the second world, where he must rescue a young boy named Nezu from the evil mummy, Setra. What year was that? Uh, 1990s fighting game. Oh, okay. All right. Pro wrestling and sports. At WCW Bash at the Beach 1998, Hollywood Hogan teamed up with this eccentric NBA superstar against Diamond Dallas Page and this NBA player. Surprisingly, he did deliver on this Sunday. And then history and sports. Game 5 of the 1994 NBA Finals were famously interrupted for what event? Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. 
You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. That does make sense. You feel good about this? I'm 100% sure about that. Okay. We're all good. You guys are all in? All right. We're good. All right. So for politics and sports, uh, Neil and Jeff, you bet 10 on this. Uh, What did you have? Uh, We went with Bill Bradley. Okay. We went with the distinguished gentleman, Bill Bradley, as well. Bill Bill Bradley is correct. So 20 points for Ken and Jason, 10 for Neil and Jeff. Question two, uh, Neil and Jeff, what did you have? So we went with the uh, artist formerly known as Luel Cinder, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. Exactly. All right, and you guys both bet 30, and that is both correct. See Game of Death, Neil? Yeah, yeah. See I game? have it, yeah. All right, for video games and sports, Jason and Ken, what did you have? We went with, with the uh, uh, Shaq Fu. Okay. Shaquille O'Neal. And Shaq Fu. And Shaq Fu, yeah. and that is correct. So 20 for Neil and Jeff, and 30 for Ken and Jason. All right. Uh, for pro wrestling, Neil, Jeff? Uh, we went with uh, Dennis Rodman and Carl Malone. Okay. Same. And that is correct. 34, Neil and Jeff. 24, Jason and Ken. And the last question, what did you guys have? So uh, yep. it was interrupted by the OJ Freeway Chase. Mm-hmm. It was, thanks to the People versus OJ Simpson on Netflix for knowing that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's both correct. So 20, so both went five for five for the final round. Uh, slam ball, man. <laughs> yeah, we should have bet aggressively. The albatross around our necks. So I'm going to do some quick math here. All right, so our final tally today is Jeff and Neil with Ooh. a whopping 285, which would be our high score overall, uh, except that <laughs> Jason and Ken with 340. <laughs> So you today are our cream of the crop, and probably our cream of the crop over. I don't think anything's touching that one, so. Yeah, unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in, but the cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. I do have a question. If we would have bet 30 on every question, we still wouldn't have beat them if if the answers were the same, right? Uh, 30 times by 150. Uh, no, we only left 30 points off the table. All right, so I need to get back in the lab and write some harder questions for next time, obviously. Uh, thank you to both the teams for coming today. Uh, it was a really spirited game. Uh, 
you know, we don't have, it's not too often that teams that just get one wrong. So it's very <laughs> impressive work Thanks, there. Uh, Jason, why don't you tell us um, where, where you guys are doing some of these trivia nights? Uh, sure, sure. We're all in the Chicagoland area. Uh, every Monday we are at a wonderful location called Brixie's in Brookfield. Uh, every Tuesday night we are at a location we just started called uh, Winchester Brewing Company, which is in Willow Springs, Illinois. Every Wednesday you can find us at two different places, uh, Mike and Denise's Bar and Grill in Yorkville every Wednesday, along with uh, Katie O'Connor's in Plainfield, Illinois. Every Thursday you can catch us at Spot on 66 in Countryside, and on the first and third Thursday of every month you can see me at Cigars and Stripes, which is in Berwyn. All right. Thanks, Jason. All right, and thanks, everybody, for listening. If you'd like to play along with our contestants, make sure to check out our Facebook page and download our official Triviality score sheet and let us know that you got 100% without cheating. Uh, <laughs> so I'm sure prob- someone out there probably did. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with any of us, find us on Twitter using the handle at TrivialityPod or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TrivialityPod. If you'd like to get in touch with us by email, send us all messages to TrivialityPodcast at gmail.com. If it's a question five submission, make sure you put question five in the subject line. We'd love to hear from you. So, of course, other than spreading the word, the best way you can support the show is rating, reviewing, and subscribing to Triviality on your favorite podcast app. Until next game, on behalf of all of us here, my name is Matt, and that was Triviality. What's the extreme sport that combines trampoline and basketball? Slam ball! Slam ball! Slam ball! Saturdays and Sundays at noon, starting today on Cartoon Network!